Welcome to the Solution to Real Estate podcast, where Jeff Seabach and myself, Bill Sexton, we sit down with mics between us to talk about the industry, to talk about the business. This is on, we're on season five, Jeff. Season five. Back to the basics, I would like to say. Back to, um, you know, it's funny because we seem to get some of our best agents that are newer agents. They just have a different fire about them. Yes. So if you're out there and you're thinking, can real estate work for me? Can I get into the business? Like this would be the episode for you because we're going to talk about the things that you're going to need to do when you become an agent so you can get a feel for it. So you can talk about the activity so you know what your job's going to be like. And we're kind of just going to go because as an agent, you're going to rely on the people you know to get some business. But then like, what does that mean, Phil? So today we're going to go through it all. Right. Yeah, that's the title of our of our podcast is now Real Estate Marketing Plan to Convert Your Sphere of Influence into Business. Right. So, but I mean, I think that everybody, some people just like to know all of the details first before they begin working on it. So we're just going to give it to them all. Yeah. Nice. So, all right, you you've already kind of started to to hint at who this is for. Okay, but well, let's get into it though. Let's like this is who who would learn from this, Phil? I I want to know what you think. It, you know, am I the right type of person that needs this podcast or not? Because I don't know if I want to listen to the whole thing. So tell me, is it me or not? Well, if you're wanting to get business, more business from the people that you know, or you're wondering why the people that you know are buying or selling real estate and they're not even asking you any questions about it. Which is hard to take. Yes. And hard to admit, right? Like when, you're, when, you're, when your cousin goes out and buys a house and you have a license and your name's not written in that contract, it's a different agent's name and you're like, I don't get it. I thought Uncle Uncle Phil liked me. Like, I, well, how could he go out and shop without me? Not realizing that it might be your own fault because you haven't talked to Uncle Phil in eight years. Maybe that's why he's not calling you to look at a house. Or maybe you just moved to a new town and you don't know where to start to create a sphere of influence. Which is one that we hear a lot. A lot of people move to the Phoenix area and that's thing is like, well, all of my sphere is somewhere else, right? So we are going to talk about sphere building activities. Absolutely. But maybe you're employed at a job and you just can't stand it anymore and you're ready to work for yourself. The reason you're looking at me is because that was me, right? And I was at a job and they had just cut my pay by 20, 25%, something like that. And I was livid and I knew that I needed a different career and I wish I had this podcast. So we're going to help those people out. But there's more though. Oh, yeah, hold on. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's just the people that have been thinking about the business and they're just wondering maybe real estate could work for you. I don't know. I should I get my real estate license? How does it work? Right? Like maybe they have a friend in the business. Okay, you're saying that like I worked for, I don't know, Michael Kors or some of the other retailers at the mall. And then the that season's over because the holiday season, they make Boku money. And they're like, okay, I would like to make that amount of money all year long. Maybe I need a different career. And they come across their podcast. We'd like to help those people out. Yes. I think that also we're talking to the people, anybody that's going through classes right now to get their license and they're sitting in, you know, their 90 hours or 180 hours, whatever it is in their state. And they're thinking, man, I just don't know how I'm going to transition this information or this knowledge into my bank account. Yeah. Don't let it get you down. 
right? Like, because the problem is when you go to real estate class, they talk about all the technical things and all the the fear things, all the risk protection things, and to realize that don't worry, the real estate world is going to be a lot different when you actually got to make money selling real estate. You got to do different activities, and we're going to talk about that today. And I got one more. Okay. Last but not least, it's I think I think one of our buddies calls it the side hustle. The, the, the people that have a job, maybe they work from home now, they're good, but they just want to make a little bit of extra cash on the side, so they go and they get a real estate license. Right. Your full-time job is taking care of your two kids, and you need a side hustle, and maybe could real estate be it, but then what am I going to do? Like, how do I, how does it work? Yes. All right. So, when in, in this marketing series that we have right now, which we're going to have two episodes, right? We're on episode number one. We want to cover some basic topics, like how do we define sphere of influence? Then we're going to get into the simplest way to track them. Communication has multiple parts, how to grow it. It's going to be fantastic. So let's get after it. Number one, how do we define our sphere of influence? I think that this is one of those questions that as Jeff and I interview agents to come on the team, Jeff, I remember you asking somebody very specifically, you said, well, how many people do you know here? And the agent said, zero. I moved here a year and a half ago and I know nobody. But this is why we're talking about it because a lot of times when people think they think negatively i don't know like they, they like they just don't like like when they think of who i know they think okay i go out to dinner with them right i go over to their house and watch football or maybe you know i know that when i was working me and me and a bunch of guys from work would go to watch friends at a bar and that is who i thought was my sphere of influence was just my really close friends like the you know and the guy had just moved here from out of town and he, you know, he wasn't counting all of the people. And what, the, the, to me, this is just the eye-opener part, right? Like, okay, there's just something with the recognition of knowing who somebody is. Like, for instance, let's yeah. just choose, like, if Tom Cruise walked in the door, would you feel uncomfortable talking to him? Yes. Okay. You yes. would feel, of course you would, because he's yes. a superstar. And he's because I'd be like, I know you, even though I know you don't know me. But the, the point of it is, is that you would be, you know, if he talked to you, you, you would be totally cool with it because you already know who he was. Right. Yeah. And that's what we're looking at is you're, you're looking for somebody that, um, I actually got to give this one to Grant Cardone. All right. Let's hear it. Right. Cause Grant Cardone at the HP conference sat up there and he told the story that actually um, the the work of the job, 50% of, of sales is getting them to recognize that you exist. Yes, right. Right, that you're actually ahead of the game once they actually know who you are. And that's what I was going with the Tom, that Tom Cruise story is because you knew, you know who he is. So like, it doesn't, it's, you could talk to him for, you know, Probably a bad analogy, but <laughs> that's a right. great Cardone is a better story because now they know who you are, you know who your target is. Right, and even, the, I, th <laughs> I thought his point, which was comical, and that's part of his charm, is that he's fun also funny, is when he said, man, even if that person doesn't want to talk to you, you're already halfway there from where you were and being unknown on both sides. Correct. Yes. Yeah, and I think of that as sphere of influence is because 
Um, no, but no, but the example I like to give to people when we're talking to them when they come for the interview process if they're considering. Because I'll give. The, I remember the question okay. you asked this lady, but let's hear yours. Okay, my uh, my end was because um, maybe your spouse worked with them, and that spouse talked about how great you were over and over and over and over and over again. Yet you don't think that that person's in your sphere, but that person has a knows who you are has an opinion of it, which is probably great because they're going out to lunch with your, you know, spouse, but like it's influence is a bigger thing than I've met them. Right. Like it's, yeah. it, it's like, who knows me and who respects me and, and who's heard about me. Well, go ahead. No, you asked her, she'd been here a year and a half and you, I think your, your line was, have you never got your hair cut? Oh, <laughs> Oh yeah, I go to I go to you know. Uh, you know your partner, right? I go to Bobby every every other week. How about where okay. you go? How about where you go for your bagel place? Yeah, so she went from zero to one pretty quickly in our in this conversation, and then as we continued the dialogue, she told us that she even joined one of the women's councils of um, like one of the women's chambers, but still didn't think she knew anybody. It had four hundred members in it, but still convinced that she that she does not have a center or a sphere of influence right so let's let's talk about some of those things because clearly that's exactly it is she's got rapport with all the people in her council whether she wants to or not and she doesn't even recognize it but that's why you know when you're becoming on when you're trying to become an entrepreneur when you're a freelancer and you're getting out and you're getting started and you're trying to figure this thing out you have to sometimes People create glass ceilings. Yeah, yeah. Okay. right. What kind of people? All agents. Oh, create, everybody. Everybody creates a gap. You know, it's just a limit in life that you're like, oh, I, I don't have this. I can't have that. I. But let me just say, I just want to tell our audience, this is one of the things that I love, and hate about Jeff Seabach. <laughs> You have a limitless mentality. Like if anybody, if, if somebody can go to the moon, you're like, well, it's going to be me. If like, whatever it is, you don't put glass ceilings on top of you. And part of that is fantastic. It's why you lead this organization. And the other part of that, that you have to love is that you encourage everybody that works with you to have that same outlook and that well, same thanks. mentality. Thanks, and no, but I'm being serious. Yeah, is I know. You, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have an ego too. Go on. But you you try to instill that in the people that work yes. with you. And well, that is because you know. well it's because at my at, at the bottom of my heart, you have to believe. I I I believe. I, I believe, believe right? I, I believe that we will win. And that I honestly think that you can't achieve something until you believe that you can achieve it. Right, right, because you just won't. You just, you know, the mind is very powerful. But in this working your business in your sphere, you have to believe that when you call them, you're gonna be able to convince them that when they make a buying or selling decision, that you are the person. And we're gonna talk about all those things. But I think what to to, to kind of show them, like. Where do they need to start? Like with their center of influence. Like to me, I I always think holiday card list. I think high school yearbook. I think kids high school yearbook. Right. Like so, if you have a daughter and she's at Pinnacle High School, right, and and they're in the band or whatever, 
the band list, right? Like yeah. wherever your kid had lots of influence, those people are going to know who you, you picked them up from school. You picked them like no matter what, there's people that you I, I see because you're going to spots that have like large potential. I'm just trying to get people started, right? Like, like I, I wasn't so let me give a couple of different ideas. Okay. Like, because first of all, just so you know, I believe that we help influence real estate agents' businesses to grow. We've seen it. We've taken agents from 2.7 million of production after they've been in the business for 10 years and have grown it to over $30 million in production. Right. Right. And so as we have more and more of these stories, brand new agent in the business. Yes. So selling 43 houses his next year. Yeah. Right. Like he got licensed in August. Yeah. And then the next year from January to December, he sells, I think it was actually 48 houses. Yeah. Like something like 17,482,000. I mean, approximately. Right, but even uh, seventeen million in his first year in the business. Even the new agent. Yeah. Last year he joins us in April. Right. He had sold one house before he comes aboard, and then he does seven point eight million from April to December. And so all of these things that I that we are witness of that we yeah. have influenced is why we stand here and believe that we know we can influence your business in a positive way. And thank you guys for tuning in so yeah. that we can get this so that we can get after this. With that being said, when you talked about where to start and you went to the people that have kids in school or whatnot, I'm going with like maybe it's a, a single dude that's listening to us who walks his dog every morning and sees the same three people at the dog park. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, maybe it's your neighbor that you share a, a carport stall with. Yeah, it's, it's like it the mailbox when you drive in, you stop yes. and you see Sally and you know she lives four doors down. And yeah, say all, all the same. One of the things that we talk about for who we're talking to right now is the people who are at jobs. Any, any chance that your coworkers could bring you real estate deals? Well, to me, co past coworkers is when people come in to talk to us. When they come in and they go through our onboarding process and I meet with them, I always go, where did you work? That's the, because usually you come to real estate because you failed somewhere, but that doesn't mean that you didn't have good relationships at those places. Yeah. And they don't think of workers and it's your wife, your spouse's workers, your wife, your husband, whatever it is, like your, your significant other, your mom, right? Could be at a career, like your mom's friends at the, like at her work or your dad's friends at his work. Like there's still, like there's influence there that you're not recognizing and taking advantage of. So when I moved to Phoenix, I, I was born here, but grew up over in uh, Southern California. When I moved back after I went to school in Flagstaff, I moved down here and I had to move in with my grandpa. My girlfriend and I moved in with my grandpa. Right? She loved it. <laughs> she thought, well, great. My grandpa, legit ass Louie, is like, he's legit. So that wasn't okay. bad. Like, I, I, like, we're I, married now. I love we were, Louie. My girlfriend and I I'm just like, like. Oh, he, okay. he might be why she married me. Who knows? Well, at least anyway. he, had a, he had a lot of space. He had space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. I'll never forget his line when I got there. And he said, Phil, I'm really glad you moved to Phoenix and joined the Rotary Club. What's the Rotary Club? Oh, don't worry about it. Just come on Wednesday at noon. Come to Coco's. I'll buy you lunch. Okay. And I go to... Coco's at noon on Wednesday. And you found 10 And here friends. were 33, oh, 30, 33 members thriving at that point. Sitting, exactly. <laughs> sitting around a table that were all chit chatting about, like, the, that was the, the guy that used to have the lumber shop. That was the guy that works in the bank. There was the finance. Right. Bank. It was the referral network before they had the referral network. Yes. Rotary Club. That was just who we know. It's how people network, but it's how they built up their. 
I, but you're getting into sphere building activity. Oh, I'm just bit. not where to start. I, I, me, well, my grandpa was actually a big influence of where I started. Oh, right. Because I said mom and dad, and you're like, don't leave out grandpa. That's right. right. Like, sometimes grandpa might be the mayor. Yes. He yes. was like the theoretical mayor, right? Like, because he always looked like hold court, and we had to drink murky colored water. <laughs> it's called whiskey. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was the only guy that would host Bible studies that didn't include a Bible or study. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's get into the simplest way to track your sphere. Like, I, I feel like whenever we talk and we teach a class and we say, all right, and we take a survey, right? Okay, we've got a room of, of 300 real estate agents in the room. And we say, which word do you like the least? Scripts? Or database, right? Well, and everybody puts both hands up. They don't. Well, they don't even want to talk about well, a database, right? So we're not going to talk about a database, okay. right? Because well, you know, I, I kind of, you know, New Year, but also just like a turn of the page, because database means work, and then agents don't want to do work, yeah. So then they don't want to do that when it actually is the best thing for them. So I want to talk about, like, to me, because. You know, after 10 years of bringing new agents on the team and stuff like that, I just feel that agents can, um, they can create hurdles, like by not doing things that they need to do. And I'm just kind of like, the reality is, is sometimes you need a little bit of success first before you can believe something, right? Because I go back to my belief thing. And that's like, if you believe, and then you start down that path, and it's, gets off to a real rocky start, think about any relationship you had in the past, you, you can tend to bail pretty quickly, right? So, and because of the confusion around CRM, which is what is usually with the database, because you know, when we talk, like, how often have we ever told someone there, like, I get to look up and research CRM tools? Wow, how exciting. No, it creates this world of, like, you know, it goes into a black hole and then n- nothing ever comes out of it good. Yeah. So I'm like, just like with the, you know, the, uh, you know, when I didn't have listing appointments, I think of the step before, which is the packet, right? We got to send the yeah. packet. Yeah. So in this case, let's think of the step before. Like, where are we? So the question that we're, I'm going to answer is the simplest way to track your sphere is Excel or Google. I prefer Google because it's ubiquitous. Google Sheets. Google Sheets yeah. because it's ubiquitous. But honestly, because you, if you're going to get a CRM, you kind of have to have one of those, your information in one of those lists. That's why I was going to lists of names so you could import them into that list. I mean, the reality is, is, is you know, most people think the cell phone is the best way to track their contacts. It just does not allow you to extend conversations. It does not allow you to remember those conversations where the CRM allows you to put notes, but you can even track notes in an Excel spreadsheet. Um, I mean, when I worked at at, uh, the Scottsdale Plaza Resort, we we went to a CRM, but we started, there was people that still used the Excel spreadsheets to track all their major contacts. But... Because it truly is the simplest way to start, and especially for the people that are um, thinking about getting into real estate, like at no means should they go buy a software. Right. That is not that that, that is not step one. Is not to spend money on. But that. most people have a copy of Excel, or if, it's, yeah. if you have a Google, you, you, all you do is get a Gmail address and you get sheets for free, right? Right. Yeah. So what we're saying is, is 
and get started. Don't because what happens is, is they always want to look, you know, try and do the CRM research. Like, you know what? Just put your people there and start calling them. Right. Like, like that, that. That's where we're at. It's trying to make it easier. We're trying to Sorry. simplify the task of getting started. Yeah. So the thing is, is you don't have to have your people in it. It can be your phone. It's just that it can be quick, paper. Quick. It can be your whiteboard at your office. It right. Can, like it, do, it doesn't matter where it is. But what matters, the reason why we talk about Google Sheets as one of the simplest ways to start is because as you start to get success, you'll want to import that data into a more complex system, into well, a fancier system. It's just, but it's still a good place to start. And every every CRM we've ever used will accept a Google Sheet. Phil, we're only focused on one major word, and that's growth. So we know that you're going to get to the CRM level. If you're going to come work with us, you're going to continue to listen to this. You're going to get out and start selling houses. You're going to start building up, you know, and then you're going to want to graduate to another level. And that's when you're going to want to go to a CRM. And we just don't want you starting down the wrong path and then tell you, okay, well, because some, you know, some people may want to forge ahead. Like, because to me, as long as you can put together a, um, a formula, like meaning like every morning, a plan, you can put together a plan that each day I'm going to contact 15 people. I'm going to hope to get five of them on the phone. Like once you can do that for three weeks in a row, right? Yeah. Now you can think CRM, but let's, because yeah. we know how hard it is for new agents coming in and trying to, those early steps are slow ones, almost like babies. Like they're, they're kind of wobbly ones, right? And that's why we want you to start talking to people sooner because that's the skill that really you need to work on is the talking to people we're going to get in the conversations. But, um, the, yeah, you know, I think that it's funny. You ever heard it called instead of database data bank? Of course. Right. Yeah. That is a bank that you deposit your contacts in. And that is where the majority of people get real, their transactions. I have a different definition for that word. Let's hear it. Data bank. Right. Where, where, where you earn the money, right. It's from the list. Yes. Right. Like, like, like how you're going to fill your bank account is from your share. All right. So we're going to go into communication. We got two parts of communications, including methods for delivery. We got growing your sphere. Let's take a, let's cut it right here and come back to them next week with the, the, Meat and potatoes. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, wherever it is that you're listening to it. Jeff, do you like five-star reviews? I love five-star reviews. Come on. Let's make it a new year. Make right. it a new five-star review. And it's okay review. to share it. If you thought that there was anything valuable here and you're like, my niece in Kansas wants to learn about it, like send it to her. We're, you know, We'd love to, love to hear from her. Any questions that she had? So awesome. Thanks, thanks guys. guys. Thank you.